it's on institutions to repair the harm of creating this um, veil of mystery or mistrust uh, in communities, right? I think a lot of black folks are like, oh, I don't know how they're going to use my blood. You know what I mean? They were taking our, you know, our, our stem cells and they were doing this and that with, I mean, now information has just gotten out there to the point where there's a reason why people don't trust a lot of different kinds of institutions because they haven't really been to the benefit of all people. Hi, I'm John Yeager and this is Bloodworks 101, the podcast designed to inspire you to donate either time money, or blood. The voice you heard right there belongs to Trey Anna Holiday, TV show host and producer with Converge Media. Trey Anna is black and not only a Bloodworks donor, but she's been involved in our new Where the Heart Lives campaign, designed to reach out to young, high school, college age, and BIPOC donors. It's done in partnership with The Residency. That's a local nonprofit seeking, according to their website, to build a powerful community of young hip-hop artists equipped with the artistic and leadership skills, business acumen, and mentorship necessary to become professional artists and cultural change makers. Through their participation in the residency, these young artists from low-income families in the Seattle area acquire tangible artistic and professional skills while also gaining confidence, teamwork, and a deepened understanding of their own identity and power. Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Macklemore, is a co-founder of The Residency. Now, I first met Triana Holiday last year when Seattle Channel's Brian Callanan did a story with Triana as she came in to donate blood at our Seattle Central Donor Center. Then, back a few weeks ago, I got a chance to hear Triana address the student audience at Kent Meridian High School on why they should donate blood. I do a lot of different things throughout the community and also have taken my communications um, passion and background to the state level for the Office of Equity. So I'm Deputy Chief of Staff Communications for that office at the state level. And when I was with you with Brian Callanan last year, he did that story about you. Uh, that was your first donation, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Your conversation on the stage at Kent Meridian, I, that's what I remember from a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, where the, it was the Where the Heart Lives campaign. Um, yeah. It felt really like, like, like you meant every word of it. And uh, you captured the attention of those kids that I just watched them watch you. Why did you choose to be part of the campaign? What, what, was, what was the attraction for you? Well, I, I do think it's important for young people to see folks that look like themselves talking about issues uh, like at the center of where the heart lives around blood donation. I think we have to do our work, do our part to dismantle the myths around it. Right. And after going through the process myself, it's very easy. It's, you know, something that we know is necessary in terms of having a diverse population to give blood so that it can serve uh, those who are in need in their time of need. And, you know, to donate blood and experience that myself and understand for a lot of those young people, there are, you know, inevitably there's a lot of different harms that have come to uh, global majority communities, right? And 
when we think about uh, the trust that needs to be built, they need to hear it from trusted sources. And so I'm, I'm grateful that those young folks, you know, the students really did listen, um, you know, understanding, you know, the passing of my father as being such an anchor for me to care even more about the health and well-being of our people in general. You never know what you may be walking around with and you may never know when you are the person who is in need of blood. And so uh, there's a lot there that I'm glad I was able to share. And I'm really grateful that they're paying attention because that's really key. There's a purpose behind the campaign. Um, Can you speak to that purpose? And there were a lot of students very engaged, which really in a high school setting is pretty rare. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Where the Heart Lives is, uh, you know, designed to bring young voices to young people with regard to the importance of blood donation, but also the importance of health and well-being. I think taking care of yourself, um, you know, mentally, spiritually, physically, all of that is important. We need to be talking about holistic care for our communities in general and to take it to a high school audience with young performers who could sprinkle in their amazing works of, you know, uh, poetry and rap and, you know, R&B music. Today, we are live at Kent Meridian High School to do a blood drive with Bloodworks called Where the Heart Lives. It will feature residency alumni, community guests, partnering with Bloodworks, as well as Kent Meridian High School. The fact that they were there to also be a guiding factor for young folks to say, wait a minute, maybe I need to be thinking more about this. That's really the heart of the campaign is, you know, centering uh, young folks' voices, uh, speaking to young folks on behalf of health. So what are some of the challenges that you see facing youth today and how can we as a society make things, I don't know, a little bit better for um, for youth? Uh, they have to be exposed. I think, uh, number one, exposure is key. If they don't get to see how the the process, right? Okay, well, here's how your blood is then used, right? Uh, These kinds of things didn't exist in my time to really understand kind of the background workings behind, you know, an institution like a Bloodworks Northwest. What, what, why am I doing this? And how does my blood get utilized? I think being able to expose them to that process really answers a lot of questions that they may have along the way. And for some of them, they may not even realize they have those questions, right? So there's um, an innate need right now to be as transparent as we can. And, And I'll say this too, John, because honestly, it's on institutions to repair the harm of creating this, um, veil of mystery or mistrust uh, in communities, right? I think a lot of Black folks are like, oh, I don't know how they're going to use my blood. You know what I mean? They were taking our, you know, our, our stem cells and they were doing this and that with, I mean, now information has just gotten out there to the point where there's a reason why people don't trust a lot of different kinds of institutions because they haven't really been to the benefit of all people. And so if we're really talking about like creating um, genuine relationships with community, institutions have to do their job to open up their doors and showcase to folks, um, this is what we do. And this is why you're important in this entire process. We're not here to exploit, you know, your blood donations. We're not here to do something nefarious with them. We are an entity that is a, a conduit for those who are needing this blood getting it when they need it and this is how your donation helps those folks i think 
um, that's really where we need to be at in this time, this day and age, because a young person can Google a lot of things. They can see a lot of different uh, opinions and perspectives on YouTube. It's on institutions to really begin to own the narrative of opening up their doors for transparency to really build genuine trust. And we don't need to give kids any more reasons not to donate because we really do rely on high school kids uh, for 20 to 25% of the blood that we get in. Um, sure, there are challenges, you know, we're starting to get to that. Uh, there are also opportunities where the heart lives and being with our youth and having these conversations with our youth was meaningful, authentic, and seemed to have an impact. Can you speak to the opportunities and how youth can be those cultural change makers? I mean, I, cultural change makers, what, what does that mean? But just, but just flesh that out a little bit for me. Youth who go through the experience are the best uh, folks to talk about the experience. Um, hearing it from, you know, a higher up, you know, in one of these institutions doesn't do it. Uh, young folks connect with other young people. And this idea right now that we're in, when you talk about cultural change makers, it spans the spectrum. We're still talking about our elders passing the baton and wielding the information so that young organizers can hear them. We're hearing that we need the youth to speak to youth. The idea of you being able to step in at your age level and impact change is really what a cultural change maker is. You know, the fact that you can then bring information and insight to your peer group, to your circle of influence, to your family, friends, neighbors, those who you connect with on a daily basis. We need more folks in those kinds of positions to share information so that when somebody is hearing it, not only is it a trusted source, it's a friend. It's someone that they relate to 100%. Maybe I could be a trusted source because folks are like, oh, you know, you have your TV show and we see you doing, you know, great work in the community. But I didn't know a lot of those young folks, right? And so it's very different than, you know, me doing it versus like their student body president, somebody who they voted for, they know, they, you know, they've been following, they, you know, they're following each other on social media, all of these kind of things create different levels of connection for those young people to be engaged and involved. And I really think that that's uh, one of the major opportunities that is presented, not just through where the heart lives, but in general, in terms of being one to give blood and then speaking about that experience. It's so important for us to be able to have events like this because it gives us the opportunity to be able to connect with students. This is an excellent way to get your students excited and motivated to donate blood, but also giving them the education that they need so that way there's no fears about what you're doing. That's residency artist Rose Prosecco, one of the Where the Heart Lives performers. Hey, um, I think we both know how uh, partnerships can be powerful when uh, you have entities sort of feed off each other and leverage mm -hmm. each other's uh, assets, Bloodworks Northwest, the residency. It seems as a community, we need to do more of this. Can you speak about that? Absolutely. This is for me um, such a major facet of why I will always be involved in community organizing and community work. Uh, oftentimes it is through partnerships that information gets into the communities that institutions are looking to reach. Without that conduit of a community-based organization or an institution that's deeply rooted and connected to the community that folks are looking to speak to, there's going to be a level of why are you talking to me 
who are you? Why are you here? And rightfully so. Again, I don't want to, you know, glaze over it as if it's just on these just because of their perspective or they're being hard for no reason. There's tons of historical reasons and facts of why people are this way. But it means that, again, you know, uh, these kinds of partnerships are going to be key in terms of collaborating and bringing the message out in an innovative, creative way. I mean, look at what the residency residency was able to do here, right? They were able to say, look, our thing is music and with young folks, this is what we do. Let's infuse this campaign into the work that we do. And that right there, it allows young folks to come out, experience amazing works of art by all the young folks that have gone through the residency program. There's a lot of misconceptions about people who can and can't donate blood. Some people think I'm not old enough. You can donate at 16 with a parent's permission. Just building community is really the goal. Bleed for me, I'll bleed for you. That's another young artist, Isaiah Brown. And this is a way to bring the message out again. Um, but it benefits uh, both entities, right? It benefits the residency because they're able to get their young folks out there, uh, you know, at uh, Kent Meridian High School and get all these young people to get to know who they are um, as artists if they don't already know them. And then it benefits Bloodworks Northwest because you're able to say, look, we we care enough about bringing messaging into your community in a way that you can really absorb and appreciate and it's not just you know you know our leads our leaders our executives up here telling you why it's important we understand the need for this kind of partnership to really reach your hearts and minds you should be working for us <laughs> you're a good spokesperson wow <laughs> Our primary uh, purpose is not only just connecting with youth, but educating them and calling them, in this case, to donate blood. Why do you think this sort of partnership allows us to have that the, the conversation we're even having and get youth excited about giving back? I mean, the youth have this, this, this image of sort of me-centered, right? And, and this is a different, this is, this is sort of pushing on that a little bit, isn't it? Just saying, think outside yourself. Yeah, it does. But it also is, you know, when you think about the continuation of our our existence as one human race, you know, right? Doesn't matter what color or creed we are. Ultimately, um, a lot of young people are, I think, are exposed enough to creative works that showcase post-apocalyptic worlds, right? What are we doing now, right now? to ensure that we are all putting our blood, sweat, and tears into the society we have to make it better, to make it more holistic, to make it connected in a way that it's actually never really been um, since the ancient times of the first civilizations that existed. We have to get back to a village mentality, all of us, which means that we're caring for one another no matter what we look like or what our sexual orientation is or whatever else, whatever other definer that that folks uh, embed in their themselves and in their independent mind frame and thinking we have to really remove a lot of that in order for us to better our world and it means we all have to be involved and engaged this is not something that young people get to check out on at all because this world is the world that they're inheriting um and the world that they live in now and so people often say you know the the youth are our future no they're our present you know right they are here now experiencing the ways the world is now 
and already uh you know the, the the future generations have a deeper understanding about connectivity that many of us didn't grow up with so how do they utilize that understanding in a very practical way well this is one of those ways if you don't mind and, and if it's appropriate could you share your 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 the story of your dad and how that impacted your your uh, willingness to be involved with this campaign yeah well it, you know my father had been suffering an issue it is best described as like extreme acid reflux for many years and it kept him from working uh for the last years of his life and you know he was such a strong black man always worked um you know went through you know was in the navy um served um and was able to you know build his family with my mother and he was always you know since we grew up he was always that one that worked he worked in the medical field worked in labs um at one point i think he was with uh, blood works northwest um you know driving um lab uh you know uh specimens to one place after another all over the state um but he was a lab tech and you know when this happened to him it it took his body by storm he lost a lot of weight he was doing everything he could to go to the doctors and figure out what was going on but it was a really rare condition and toward the end of his life in the last few weeks you know he had you know or for the last i'll say last year he was starting to get it under control more and was able to kind of move through life a little bit more normally but in the last weeks of his life he had been suffering the flare-ups of this what he thought was the same condition this like extreme acid reflux where it was hard for him to keep food down and different things like that and you know he was like oh man here it goes again you know this is coming up for me again very similar symptoms but not actually the same thing and it wasn't until he passed that my mother got the autopsy because she was just like I need to know what happened with my husband you know he she came home from the grocery store and he was dead he was cold and it was shocking to all of us because we were like oh man dad had been you know working out and getting back to his normal self a little bit more but in the last few weeks what the autopsy showed was that the the flare ups he was having were actually many heart attacks and his body gave way to that in the end and he died from a heart attack now had they been able to get that understanding you know when that was going on and maybe not associating it with things they already thought they knew um, my mother tells that story of get yourself checked go to the doctor be sure you know what's going on with your body because a lot of times we assume something we think we know something and maybe if my dad would have done that he would still be with us so it's really important for me you know when you think about giving blood and being um in a space where even for me oh wait do i have low iron do i need to get my iron checked right those kind of things are important you know versus me just being like oh i just got low energy no it's cuz i got low iron i need to go you know get a supplement these kind of things are important and i think being connected to a space like bloodworks northwest allows you to to really understand what's going on in your body because you guys are not just accepting any old blood you got to make sure that certain levels are there right and so i think that that's a it's a gateway to really caring for your own body and uh that's why it was important for me too as we dealt with that with my father i think young people need to know what's going on within their bodies 
Well, you put uh, you, you put your finger on it before uh, when when you came in to donate last year with Brian Callanand with the Seattle Channel. You had an iron issue, which I have had too. Um, I have had I, I I've gone in and and tried to donate, and once twice I was uh, you know deferred because my blood pressure was too high. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm looking at that. I go, I didn't know I had an issue like that, and it was only because that I stepped in, you know, to donate. Did I did I even realize I had an issue that was worth addressing? So I have now. I donate all the time, but again, I wouldn't have known it unless I would have gone in to donate. I can see what you're saying about your dad. Yeah, that, that gives you a whole different perspective on life. Then it really does, it, and it yeah. opens your eyes to again the benefit of being up on your health, understanding what is going on internally, and not just assuming, you know, or going to WebMD or something and trying to do a self-diagnosis. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes we have paralysis through the information we receive, and it's on us to really be mindful of that. Well, and this is community health, too. You started to talk about that uh, just in terms of youth, but really, I mean, the blood supply is, is our community's health. I mean, we need enough blood to to sustain all of us, and you know, in a way, that that's it's a it's a community health issue that needs to be addressed. And I'm really happy that you're involved with this campaign. When we saw the kickoff at Kent Meridian a couple of weeks ago, I could just tell that your heart was in it, and that's why I wanted to talk to you about it. And that's why I'm really encouraged that you're going to be with this campaign. So thank you so much for that. Is there anything I haven't asked you that you feel like it's 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 worth addressing right now? No, I think it's I think it's important for folks to understand too that um, the, the the level of intentionality that Bloodworks Northwest has given to this campaign is necessary. Uh, I want institutions to understand that because whatever it is they're doing, sometimes we have to really shift our mind frame in the way that we may do business, the kind of partnerships we take on, the kind of innovative ways and strategies that we take to like approach whatever work you're doing. Now is the time to be thinking outside of the box and to move away from, you know, this is how we've always done it. Well, how you've always done it doesn't necessarily yield the best results. And so how can you think about innovative techniques and strategies, innovative collaborations, partnering with community, bringing community along, listening to community, being led by community, all of these um, new ways of thinking about work and business and setting goals and achieving them is so key. So I, I'm, I'm thankful that Blood Works Northwest said, you know, we've got to do something different here. If we're really serious about connecting and engaging with specific communities, y'all have done that. Um, and, I, and I'm happy to be on board. Brianna Holiday from Converge Media. A big thank you to Jace E. Cage, Artist Engagement Manager with the Residency, as well as all those young performers with the Residency who are using their voice to celebrate the cause of blood donation and raise awareness. And that's it for this edition of Bloodworks 101. I'm your host, John Yeager. See you next time.